Yeah, because we're already going. We're already started. I know. I just wanted to know where you were going and where you were headed there. It's the Media Boat Podcast. <laughs> I think I'm driving this ship. <laughs> In case you didn't realize, it's the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, I just wanted to see where you were going, so that way I Where's could segue your out of it. Head but I can't segue out of that. No. So I just have to go. I just got to run right into it. It's the Media Boat Podcast. Run, Thanks run, for running run in, into run, us run, tonight. Run. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you're not familiar with the, what the Media Boat Podcast is, we are your source for news about movies, television. Music and video games, not necessarily, not necessarily in that order. Something in that Today order. Today is October the 17th, 2018. Today is actually episode 145. I've been saying it wrong for the last two weeks. It's fine. But today is actually what episode 145. We finally made it. We finally did it. Uh, this will be the penultimate episode in our current recording space. We will update you guys when things change, but things will change. Uh, there may be a day change for our recording uh, schedule, but we will let you know via our social media channels if that happens. So, when that happens. So stay tuned. It happens. We may skip live broadcasts and go for audio for we a while. We might have to do some audio podcasts for a little bit. Like an actual podcast yeah. podcast? <laughs> a podcast podcast, you know. Like, like like back in the old days? Yes, back in, back in 2007, you had to record a podcast over audio. That was, that's like a... That, is that you? That's a cane. Oh, see, I was going to go with back in, like, episodes 1 oh, through 45. Yes. Also the first, yeah, 50 episodes <laughs> through 50, of show. Yeah. But still. Uh, but yes, Media Book Podcast, as I mentioned, news about movies, TV, film, uh, TV, film, huh? TV, film. Movies, TV, video games, and music, um, among other nonsense here and there. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. Sports has been happening, like exploding like these next couple weeks but, but we'll get to that later we'll get to that explosion because you can't get out of yourself because we don't start with uh, television you're right we start with movies oh yes in movies. fact we start movies with the weekend box office okay so um did a star is born actually go go see it number one please uh, please no Aww. no it was a continuation of last week as Venom took number one again oh. with another $35 million, adding to its total. Uh, it's now uh, 142 domestic, which is a good amount. That's, that's fine. It's, a, it's $100 million to make, so yeah. it'll globally end up in the black. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll is that a Venom something. joke? It is also a Venom joke, okay. yes. <laughs> he, is, he is black. Yes. Uh, number Whereas two. Whereas Spider-Man is in the red. Ha ha ha. Coming in at number two is A Star is Born. There it uh, is. Earning another $28 million. Uh, just under 100 domestic right now. 94 sitting there. Uh, it'll okay. make it. It'll get there. It'll get the 100. Bradley Cooper with a $100 million directorial debut. Yeah. That's Off something. A $30 million budget, roughly? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Number three, First Man debuts with $16 million. First Man coming first in man. third. Yep. He's not first this week. Nope, Goosebumps 2 is not first either. It's number 4 with 15.8 million. That is also a debut. Yep. And to round out your top 5, Smallfoot with another $9 million, adding to its modest $57 million total. Probably not what Warner Brothers was looking for for that thing. In terms of an animated feature? No, that's low. Yeah. Let's be honest. That thing is not doing okay. Not doing that great. I know. 
that's kind of sad because, well, I'll get to that. I saw small football. We'll talk small about football. it in a little bit. Yeah, but first, let's first see up, what's coming up this weekend. This weekend, we have one movie. Aw. Uh, but, but it's that's October. It's October, and we all knew this was happening. It is the remake of Halloween. Oh, it's the Halloween? Sorry, it's not a remake. It's just called Halloween. It's technically a sequel in the Halloween series. It's a sequel slash reboot slash re... Yeah, it's not, not a re- remake. Yes, but it's not it is a, re- a reboot. It's not a remake. It's not a reimagining. No, because characters from the original, uh, including Jamie Lee, Cur- Lee Curtis, play the same characters that they were in the original, yep. including Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, that's the big deal about this one. They're bringing back uh, her in the kind of the role that made her famous. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, like early buzz seems good. If you like horror yeah, films, yeah. If you if you like the Halloween, I'm series, not into horror films, so no, me neither. This is not no, for us, no. But it is for probably a lot of people. So. It is. It's also people will see it because it's uh, October and Halloween, and yeah, it's got some of your characters in it, so people will see it. But I'm still gonna try and see First Man. Yeah, you are. And by that, I mean I didn't see a movie this weekend. <laughs> But that doesn't mean we have th- any thoughts for you. That's okay, because I picked up some slack. I saw Smallfoot. <gasps> you went to the movies? I went to the movies. Aww. I saw Smallfoot, um, and I can report two things. One, that movie is a musical. You wouldn't be able to tell by the trailers or any of the ads, but that movie is a musical. Okay. And two, it's okay. It's okay? It's not amazing, but it's not terrible. All right. I didn't feel like I wasted my time, but it has issues. All right, so compare it to Boss Baby, because I think those are both. I have not seen Boss Baby. It is. I thought you saw Boss Baby. I have not seen Boss Baby, (laughs) so I cannot compare it to Boss Baby. For some reason, I remember you seeing Boss Baby. No, I did not see Boss Baby. What was the other one? Oh, oh, Storks you saw. Yeah, so that is actually a more apt comparison because. That would be the last animated film that Warner Brothers Animation had put out. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to figure. So it's similar in some ways to that thing, but not really the same kind of movie. This, as I mentioned, is a musical, mm-hmm. and it uses those musical numbers in a lot of like in a, in in a pretty. They use them pretty well. It's not to the extent like a Disney uh, movie would. This is not Frozen, um, but it does kind of make it. A little more, have a little bit more variety uh, than your average one of these movies. This is a little bit more polished than something like you know Sony cranks out these days. Hey, but it's still not. Hotel Transylvania Three. But it's still summer vacation was fine. Sure, but it's still missing that polish that you expect from like uh, a better DreamWorks movie or especially a Pixar or a Disney film. Well, which is the gripe? Which is the main gripe I have here? Is that unlike Storks, which works because of the strength of its characters, mm-hmm. this movie has a lot of characters and none of them are that interesting. Oh. Not LeBron James. So the cast is great. That is one not thing common. that they nailed here. Not Michi as Everybody is memorable because they're all very like they're all voiced by very specific people. And they do have very specific personalities. But do I care about what's happening to any of them? Not really. And that's 
the problem. This movie is all plot. This movie barely has a B-plot in it. It's just go, go, go constantly. And there's no time for the people, like the characters in this movie to breathe, to talk to each other about things that they care about. There's always, every scene has to be something exactly like advancing the plot in some way, which I get because there's a lot to get through here. The world is kind of charming. Uh, like I, the stuff they do with like this a world of yetis is interesting. The comparisons between the human world and the, the the yeti world are also interesting. They set up Common, who is actually the villain of this film, believe it or not, um, as as understandable enough where he doesn't seem too villainous at any point. It's but. There's some weird stuff going on with the human character, James Corden character. That's just James Corden? That's James Corden. Yes. Uh, voicing this dude. Okay. A British, uh, think of a, think of like yeah, a travelogue dude. Think of like um, Bear Grylls. He's kind of like a Bear Grylls figure. Okay. Where he's like, he's up there, you know, trying to find Bigfoot because he thinks it'll be his big television move. Mm-hmm. There's even a song that he sings to the tune of Under Pressure about how much pressure he's under to become famous again. <laughs> it's probably the least creative thing in the movie, but it's it's okay. It works. <laughs> it works. But yeah, uh, the, 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 the stuff with um, the Yetis is interesting enough. Um, the dynamic... They try to make the dynamic between the human character... And the, uh, the the Yetis be like, oh, he's one of the good humans because he saves the Yeti's life at one point. But I struggled with that because I was like, oh, well, it was just one human and he was kind of, you set him up to be kind of a jerk at the beginning of the movie. And I was like, that's not great. It's like, he doesn't seem like they ever really redeem his character from being a jerk, which I didn't really like. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in this movie. It's really hard to sum up. <laughs> but it's a silly, fun, musical thing if you want to take your kids to something. It's not amazing, but it gets its job done. You come out in an hour and a half thinking, yeah, this was okay. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. So, on a patented media vote scale... I say See it, stream, stream it. it. I'm gonna Forget be honest it. with myself. Stream it. I paid a lower price because we went to a uh, discount a matinee show. Matinee discount. Uh, so don't go and see it at night. Don't spend thirteen dollars on this movie. I'd say wait, stream it on uh, your Netflix. Put it on when there's something else. Yeah, I might have a fun time. And yes, Zendaya was Michi. Mm-hmm. I can I can guarantee that now. If you want to see Zendaya be Michi, use your opportunity. Alright, that's all I have to say about Smallfoot. Let's move on. Okay. So you didn't see any movies? No, I wanted to, and then I didn't get around to it, and then I should have seen them on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, well, we'll get to what I was doing on them a little later. First up, let's move on to movie news. Yeah, let's get some news going. Our first story is our weekly update on the world of Marvel. I want to say weekly, but... Eh, we do it enough. Yeah, we do it enough. Your Marvel update starts with an update about Scarlett Johansson. And people got paid. It's finally happening. She's landed on a $15 million payday for an upcoming standalone film, finally centered on her character. And it was bound to happen at some point. I know. 
And I think that's the success of uh, Wonder Woman probably paved the way for this to happen. Wonder Woman, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, that salary, by the way, of $15 million is That's kind of high, don't you think? Well, yeah, you would think that. But here's the catch. It was what Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth already had earned when they did Avengers Infinity War. So they were each getting 15? Yeah, they were already getting that kind of money. Ah. So Scarlett Johansson is just making up to that level. She joins the boys club then? I guess so. She has played the character in six films and pulled down a low seven-figure salary. Yeah, that's a sentence. A low seven-figure salary. Think about that for a second. What's the decimal <laughs> point? <laughs> for, the first, uh, for the first Avengers movie in 2012, uh, compare that to Brie Larson who signed a $5 million deal to play Captain Marvel in exchange for a seven-picture deal. Grand total. Yeah. And Chadwick Boseman, who signed just $2 million for Black Panther. That's low, compared. Well, those are both their first movies in the Marvel Universe, though. Compared to when Scarlett Johansson played her first role, it was low. But then again, the MCU wasn't at the status it's at right now. Also, is Bree's numbers pumped up because she's an Oscar winner? That's exactly Because <laughs> she signed on right after she won the Oscar for Room. Yeah. So right. I was like, hey, I got the Oscar. Pay me Oscar money now. Yeah, Oscar money. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, people are getting paid. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> this is kind of what the story is. Yep. Is here's how much money everybody's getting. Uh, but yeah. Of course, they're going to make that back day one. <laughs> I'm worried, though, about a Black Widow movie because I feel like they just did that in that movie. Lucy? No. Atomic Blonde? No. Uh, Salt? No. Uh, Remember the one that came out earlier? Red, Red Sparrow. Yes. That is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I remember I saw the trailer for that thing. It's like, that just sounds like the backstory for, for, for Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. But this one's going to be done by Marvel, so it's going to be done right. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Fair enough. It's also going to start uh, Joe, uh, Joe, 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 why do I... <laughs> I'm thinking JoJo. <laughs> Not JoJo the... No. Um, <laughs> jo? You mean... Yeah, her. For some reason, we're playing... Jennifer Lawrence? Yes, JoJo. Jennifer JoJo. Lawrence. JoJo, <laughs> sure. That's what everybody calls her. It's her addictive... It's her new uh, Instagram handle. Hi, JoJo. Her new Instagram handle is just JoJo. JoJo. Yes, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. In Red uh, Sparrow. But we were just talking about Black Panther. But speaking of Black Panther... Michael B. Jordan. Yes, this is our weekly Black Jordan. Black Jordan. <laughs> well, I was reading Black Panther while I was saying Michael B. Jordan. And so I said Black Jordan. I mean, it's not wrong. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is in the news again this week because Black Panther is in the news again this week. Black Panther director Ryan Coogler has officially signed on to write and direct the sequel to Black Panther. The film, by the way, in case you were wondering... Grossed seven hundred million dollars domestically, domestically earlier this year at one point three billion dollars worldwide. Uh, the script won't be done until next year, with production starting either late twenty nineteen or early twenty twenty. Why is that? Well, Ryan Coogler is currently busy directing Michael B. Jordan and Wrong Answer, and will be executive producing Space Jam Two. So he's kind of got stuff on his plate right now. Also. They've got a bunch of other Marvel stuff that they need to do before that. You would think that, but the answer is no. Really? Yes. So currently on the Marvel slate is uh, Captain Marvel, uh-huh. Avengers 4, still yeah. untitled. Um, 
then the only thing they have confirmed is Spider-Man Far From Home 2. Or Spider-Man Far From Home, which is a homecoming to Far From Home. That's all that's confirmed. Now there's rumors going on about like what they're developing, which include this um, Scarlet, Scarlet Johansson Black Widow film. Yeah. A what was in development was Guardians of the Galaxy, which is no longer right. in. It's no longer in production. It's in it's a little of a, on hold. On right hold. Now. Yeah. Yeah, and Black Panther two, which they everyone assumed was going to happen. Yeah, there's nothing really confirmed. Huh. Doctor Strange 2 is, like, verbally confirmed, but nothing's in paper, nothing's in writing. Well, because they have to wait for Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Which I'm sure he's And the reason, well, the reason, like, none of these have been, like, confirmed for production is because of what happened in Avengers Infinity War. Right. Is that, well, we can't say, here's our slate of movies. Because that tells you who survives. Yes. Yeah, and that that's a kind of spoilery. Right. But the fact that, that, like, yeah, Black Panther and Spider-Man already in development yeah, kind of, like, spoils those two characters, at least. But those that's two out of, like, 30-plus Marvel characters for yeah. Infinity War. It's a lot. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about something completely different. Well, I guess not really. Because Disney, of course, oh, yes. is your corporate overlord in charge of all the Marvel properties. Yep. So, uh, are also in the midst of their own crossover, incredibly uh, anticipated uh, crossover event. So they're still trying to buy Fox. Yes. But they just have to go through international courts first. So, part of this is that they've offered antitrust concessions. To help secure the EU approval of its $71.3 billion acquisition of 21st Century Fox's entertainment assets. So they did this with the U.S. where they said, okay, you can buy Fox, but you have to give up all the regional sports networks. Right. And don't touch any of the new stuff. Details of the concession specifically offered are not disclosed. But the move was announced Monday uh, by the European Commission, which is reviewing competition concerns. Uh, with Disney having proposed, uh, uh, submitted this proposal on Friday. Uh, the European regulator has also extended its deadline for reviewing the merger from October 19th all the way to November 11th. The commission is expected to consult with customers and media competitors before deciding whether to accept Disney's proposed concessions. I wonder what they did. What are they offered? Uh, yeah, I, I, you gotta wonder. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know enough about international markets. Their presence in in Europe. Yeah. To know anything about this, I don't know if there there maybe there's some there have different stuff going on over there with like rules about theme parks, rules about. Uh, well, there's that they have syndication stuff Disney like that. Disney Paris. So yeah, there's there's Disneyland Paris is the only European. Yeah, right. It's only European Disney, Disney, Disney. I believe. Yeah. Currently. So then there's Hong Kong, right, and then Tokyo, yeah, and uh, and Disney World, Disneyland, and then all the cruises. I think the one they're building is in Beijing, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the next one. I think so. I think that's right. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. There might be stuff elsewhere in like rights wise that they might need to negotiate that they might concede on. So we'll find out. We'll let you know when we find out more. I wonder if this any of this has to deal with like 
Brexit because Britain's no longer part of the EU. Oh, uh, that makes it like the right. They have to. Well, I feel like that story would be separate from this thing. Yeah. This story is just about European Union countries. So this has nothing to do with the UK. <laughs> at least at this point. But the production companies are in the UK. Pinewood Studios is in the UK. Yeah, well, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different talk that they're going to have to have another time. All right, let's move on then. Because uh, uh, we have to talk about Viggo Mortensen for some reason. How do you say his name? Viggo Mortensen. Is that Vigo? I thought it was Vigo. I go with Vigo. Vigo. All right. Vigo, Vigo, whoever. He's making his directorial... Wow, I can't talk. He was making his directorial debut. Debut. Yep, his debut on Falling. <laughs> what is Falling? What's Falling? Thank you for asking. It's being described as an intimate drama about a son's relationship with his aging father. Aww. Aww. He also wrote the screenplay and will play the son in the film. Wait. Yes, the son in the film. Wait, but he's old. The son in the film. He's old, though. The son, aging father, remember? Yes. But he's already an aging father. <laughs> Along Lance Henriksen uh, of Aliens. I'm not sure why you have that. And Gudninson, uh who I guess was in The Girl in the Spider's Web. I think she is the girl in the Spider's Severgudinson. Web. Yes. Uh, Mortensen will play John Peterson, who lives with his partner Eric and their adopted daughter Monica in Southern California. Hey. His father, Willis Henriksen, is a farmer whose attitudes and behavior belong to a more traditional era and family model. When Willis travels to Los Angeles for an indefinite stay with John's family in order to search for a place to retire, the two different worlds collide. Hanway Films will handle the international sale of the film, and UTA Independent Film Group will be overseeing the U.S. release. This sounds like my life. What? Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're gay now, and you have a daughter... And your father, I, I don't... Uh, Who is this yes. movie for again? 100% you. Who is this movie for again? Uh, Big O' Mortensen. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, uh, what was that film, was it Captain Fantastic? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Something like that. Well, that's a movie. So go check that out if that sounds interesting. Good job, Vigo. You wrote and directed sure this thing. sure is a movie. All right, sounds so like let's a- talk about Airstrike. It's an upcoming film uh, starring Bruce Willis and Adrian Brody. Okay, well, why oh. I, okay, why do I care about this, though? Well, it's been canceled. Aw. Sorry. Tears. Uh, this was canceled in the wake of their co-star, none other, none other than actress Fan Bingbing, being convicted of tax evasion, as we talked about last week. Yes, this was the, was the film that she was caught yes, tax evading on? I think. Director Zhao Feng said it was time to let the project go after working on the film for eight years. Oh. Slate Media said the fan invaded taxes using two separate contracts for her work on the film and was charged to pay $130 million. Catch the other 30 smackers. Scam them over. But we talked about that last week. But yeah, that sucks yeah. to be a director and work on a film for eight years and it, it basically just happens to call it. Just. You have to cancel it because one of your actresses is just that doing some sucks. money stuff. Yeah. Ugh. That's the worst. That's that's got to be the worst thing to come out of this, right? 
Well, besides so. the latter $130 million. Yeah, everybody's kind of out of jobs. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Well, well I'm sure it. they got paid by the studio, but Maybe. anyone trying to earn money on the back end on that, just nothing. Nothing. Automatically nothing on that. So there's that. Ugh. That is it, though, for movie news. All right. We now move sure. into television. Sweet. And, Done. And we move into television by starting with sports. Do, 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 do. It's sports time. And the big story in sports right now is Major League Baseball. It's Major October. League Baseball. It's October. Those boys yes. are in October. Yes. Uh, the boys of fall. This is literally my favorite two weeks of the whole year. Yeah. Because th- th- these two weeks, this week and next week, have ridiculous are is the only time of the year when every single sport is being played. Well, by every single sport, you mean... Every single single major sports league in the U.S. Yes. You have NFL, yes. Major League Baseball, yes. the NHL, yes. and the NBA all yes. playing at the same time. I've tipped off, yes. All of them are playing right now. Yep. But baseball is almost coming to a close because we have the ALCS and NLCS are wrapping up by this weekend. Currently, they are both in uh, pretty close matches. Yes, Dodgers played earlier today yes. and won. They're up three to two. Then, uh, yeah, they, these are both seven game series. Yes, and then currently we have the uh, Houston Astros and the Boston Red Boston Sox. Red Sox. Yes, yeah, Boston Red Sox just took the lead on a two run home run. Yeah, so Boston so leads two like one now. That. <laughs> yeah, they lead two one now, but by the end of this game, it looks like they might be up three. So. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, um, it's time, time for baseball. We were watching the game last night, which went into overtime, 13 innings. Oh, God, to... I'm glad I didn't stay up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I left at the end of the ninth. <laughs> yeah. I, come, I left for about like 45 minutes, came back, and said, Who won? They said, Still going on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't miss anything there. But, yeah, baseball's going on. It's fantastic mm-hmm. time to jump into baseball sports. Baseball. Baseball? It's baseball. Speaking of baseball, baseball. Uh, speaking of baseball, if you're a fan like we are of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, well, you might have known, heard the story about there uh, might be homeless soon. They're not <laughs> just like the choosing. people next to the Anaheim Stadium. Yes, just like ooh, ooh, that's sad. Uh, yes, I know, but they that's, are. You're right uh, there. They have chosen not to renew their lease for their stadium. Sports. Which means that they may be looking for a new home. That stadium, by the way, is the fourth oldest stadium in the major league right now. I know that. Can you name the other three that are we in front of it? We did this yesterday. Yes. Name the other three. Because uh, they're the, some of the most famous baseball parks in America. It's Fenway. Yes, that's one. It's, uh, I'm trying to remember yesterday. Wrigley. Yes, that's another famous one. And Dodgers. And Dodger so, Stadium. Yeah. Those, Those three total four. iconic stadiums. Yeah. And then fourth is Angel Stadium. Well, yeah, it's kind of iconic. It's got that nice grass area in the back. It's got the big A. Yeah. yeah those are icons. Yes, it's the big A. Yeah. It's got the little waterfall in the back. Remember when it was called Edison Field? Yes. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I'm sorry, our hearts, our heart made you miss literally nothing of the Dodger game last night, because <laughs> <laughs> nothing true. happened in the Dodger game. It's true. 
But yeah, uh, it's uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go. We kind of talked about it yesterday off the yes. cast, and we joked about how crazy it would be if they went to Vegas like every other sports team. Yeah, Vegas <laughs> in a matter of five years would have gotten a hockey team, yeah, all a football ball. team, and a baseball team. Get them all. Collect them all. Yeah, like Pokemon. I mean, basically, gotta, gotta it is. catch all of them. Yeah, they'll send all sports teams there, and then. In 10 years, when gambling becomes a huge problem, they'll have to move them out again. <laughs> yep. They just need but yeah, the Las Vegas Angels, which sounds like the strip club. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it really does. Anyway, so yeah, that's just a little blip. Um, also, yep. in sports this week, it's been seven straight weeks of football games going in overtime. I know. We had another one this weekend. Yeah, another one. <laughs> uh, this, overtime's never supposed to happen. Yeah. And yet, here we are for seventh straight week going into OT. Yeah, it's crazy. This may be because of there are, are two, uh, there's some records to talk about. Yeah, there are. In our weekly track of who's won and who's lost yes. in the NFL. The Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, are the only undefeated team this season still. Ramily! Ooh, yes. Um, suck it, Casey. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum. The Arizona Cardinals still have not won a game. <laughs> not damn. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. They played Thursday night against the Broncos. Yeah. If that counts for anything. Lost again. Yep. So, too bad, Arizona fans, but good for you, L.A. Uh, meanwhile, basketball has started, as we mentioned yes. just briefly earlier. Yes. Uh, basketball tipped off as of last night, um, which means we now get to officially see LeBron in a Laker jersey. Yeah, it's weird. And then lose in the semis. LeBron James also <laughs> LeBron did a James. Job in <laughs> LeBron James. Anyways. Horns up. Cardinals are one and five though. Apparently they did win. Oh they did win? I guess they did win. Oh you're wrong. Wow. Wrong. Alright, in that case. Oh well. Uh, lastly, I gotta pay attention to the Cardinals. That's, I assume enough. they lo- they lost. Lastly, in sports, uh, NASCAR season is wrapping up. Yes, playoffs. Um, there's playoffs in NASCAR. Yeah, there are. How is that possible? Uh, well, there's uh, different stages within okay. each race. All right. And so if you if you place within the stage, you get points, and then you have ten certain points on move on. Okay, so points. Yeah, it's a point system. Point playoffs. It's a point system. Like yep. I pointed that guy. I pointed that guy. That guy. It's guys in a car. Pointing at it. Yep. All right, that's it for sports. Let's so, move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, it's a great time for sports. Time for sports. Uh, also, it just happens to run through my birthday weekend. My birthday weekend. Yes. So, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time. For sports. Uh, for the sports. So, yep. let's move into uh, table television news, though, because we're down in sports. Yeah, we are. Let's talk about non-sports news, which includes, first up, international rights to a Netflix, a beloved Netflix show. All right. So tell me about Orange is the New Black? Uh, already been done. House of Cards? Already been done. How? Uh, think Animals? Animals? No, it's HBO. <laughs> Bojack? Yes! What? Uh, Bojack Horseman is getting international distribution thanks to Lionsgate. Uh, okay, you're welcome, Lionsgate. Uh, I'll pause because we may have sports. Uh, no. No, 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 just talking about fantasy football, how David Johnson sucks. Oh, okay. As a Johnson, as a fellow Johnson. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. A fellow Johnson apologizes yes, to all Johnsons. I need to apologize on behalf of the rest of the Johnsons. <laughs> uh, anyways, Lionsgate has secured the rights to sell BoJack Horseman to an international audience. Their distribution arm will see the first three seasons of BoJack dubbed into 11 languages, with the other two seasons arriving at a later date. Mm-hmm. Lionsgate, of course, helped make the deal for BoJack to air on Comedy Central in the U.S. in syndication. I would say, we just saw that it was on Comedy Central. Did just see that. And also worked on the international deal for over a year. They previously sold Orange is the New Black and House of Cards internationally in the past. Oh, so I was right. You were technically right. Just not in this case. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, our next story is... Technically right. So yeah, uh, congratulations, Lionsgate, on that yeah. massive deal. It's, 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 uh... That's uh, a good way to stay afloat for a company. Open up BoJack for the world, although I don't know how much that show works, because a lot of those jokes are, Western are very, media. like, Pop American culture. film industry, and I don't know if they're gonna play. Yeah. We'll see what, we'll see how that works. Hey, we'll see how, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's animated, because the fact that it's animated, it's easy to it's dub. It's a little, yeah, that's true. Alright, uh, moving on. Our next story is kind of a political top, like a topical, uh, 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 topical uh, story here. It's topical because it has to do with some international issues that are happening right now. All right. So Endeavor, which the of company Endeavor, is the uh, uh, former IMG WME company, they rebranded. Yeah. They are pulling out a $400 million deal with none other than go- the government of Saudi Arabia. Uh, what was that number? Yeah, $400 million. Ooh. Yeah, well. Oh, what'd they do? You're probably wondering why. Yeah. Uh, because the pressure, uh, because Hollywood has now been pressured to take a stand against the kingdom in the wake of a political disturbance that happened in the last week. Uh, the disappearance, uh, let's be real, murder. Of a journalist named Jamal Khashoggi. Was this the the Washington Post guy? Yes, who wrote for the Washington Post. The deal was originally created by the Saudi government to back projects at home and abroad and to take a 10% stake in Endeavor. Other companies that are also being pressured to get out of deals with the Saudis are AMC, IMAX, and the WWE. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know how much people following this, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty messed up. It seems like all signs point to people in the uh, consulate being at least aware of, if not involved uh, in, complacent. Yeah, uh, yeah. The murder of this journalist. It doesn't look good, especially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's especially difficult when we ha- when we live in a country where. Uh, our president and our president's administration has very strong financial ties to the Saudis. It's a very messy situation mm-hmm. to be in. So yeah, does, yes, but that's no political that, stuff, not Hollywood stuff. But when the, all these holiday, uh, holiday holidays, Hollywood companies have business ties as well with the Saudi government, then mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it's time to maybe distance yourself from them. No, so, yeah. this is the first. Uh, Big company. Well, I don't Maybe know about more. big company, but it's $400 million yeah. dollars is a big deal. I wouldn't be surprised if more were to come. Yeah. Except for maybe the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, Vince McMahon? He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't pull out. That man does not pull out. <laughs> is that a sex thing? <laughs> uh, could be. I don't know. I don't know anything about Vince McMahon. Uh, his, his bedroom life. <laughs> he just strikes me as that kind of guy. 
<laughs> Moving on. Our next story. You, you missed it. You, you missed, missed it. it. Our next story. Does not get distracted by this baseball game that's happening in front of us. Because sorry. we get to talk about 50 Cent. What? Yes. 50 okay, Cent. I'll, I'll talk Which about 50 Cent. You have stylized on this Google Doc as 50 cents, like dollar sign and everything. Yeah. 0.50. Yes. Yes, the 50 Cent. Curtis Jackson has signed a new four year deal with Stars. Well, he got that up pa- to $150. He got that pa- million dollars. Time. He got that power. Yes, because of course that's where he has his show power. Under the agreement, Jackson will continue to develop new scripted and unscripted projects exclusively for stars through his G Unit Film and Television Incorporated band. That is a very fifty cent thing G-Unit. to do. G Unit. Nit Nit. Jackson is that's <laughs> due the echo. It's the only way it works. Jackson is an executive producer on, of course, Power. And the deal includes a three series commitment. In addition to a dedicated development executive and discretionary funds for use in developing G-Unit products, it also gives him input into the merchandising and licensing of brands and content that are developed by his production company. This makes sense because pretty much since his rap career kind of ended, mm-hmm. 50 Cent has been a businessman. Yeah. He is dead, dead there. All about his, his businessman? No, that's Jay-Z. Uh, that's Jay-Z. Jay-Z is a business. He's not a businessman. He's a business. Man. <laughs> no, uh, uh, 50 Cent, however, is a businessman. Yeah. Um, he's, he's like... He's done some investing. Yes, he's definitely invested in things. He had the vitamin water thing for a while. Yep. Uh, was the triple X one is his, I think? The triple... I forget which flavor is his, but... Like the triple X flavor? The pomegranate? Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah. Anyways, whatever it is. But yeah, uh, 50 Cent keeps businessing, and I think this is smart for him. Not a lot of people that I know, though, care about anything on Stars. It's still... <laughs> stars is still very, like, premium, premium... Well, count. no. My experience with Stars was always... It was the cheap premium. It was always the thing that you got if you couldn't afford to get HBO or Showtime. No, well... I always viewed it as a third tier. Oh, no. My view was you gotta get HBO, yeah. then it's Showtime... And then, if you have enough stars at the bottom. See, I don't, yeah, that's not my experience. We got stars. That was the only one we got. Oh. Yeah. But Maybe it came with, like, a special deal. bundle. We got stars and Encore, because they're the same bunch. And those were, like, super cheap ones. Mm-hmm. It came with our package. Yeah. HBO and Showtime, you have to pay extra. That's what I'm saying, is they're not worth, they're not worth enough. They <laughs> are worth it. HBO's worth it. I don't no, I mean, stars is what I'm saying. Oh, it's not yeah. worth that tier. I assumed it was. No, no. Stars is not good. But yeah. Well, because Stars always got, like, the hit movies first before HBO. Not, like, no, in not, lieu of not HBO. usually, no. Mm. Maybe, maybe my view of Stars is skewed by 20 years. You've been skewed by Stars. I've been skewed. Skewed on Stars. All right. Well. Congratulations on making that money. Congratulations, 50 Cent. And I'll power, I'll power <laughs> to him. Ha <laughs> 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 I did there. Let's yeah. move on. Uh, let's talk about drugs. Oh, okay. So, did you crash your test? We'll talk later. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, let's talk about pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, what is the pharmacy telling me that I have wrong with me now? Well, a new bill laid out by the Health and Human Services um, would man- mandate drug manufacturers to disclose in ads the price of a 30-day supply of any drug that is covered through Medicare and Medicaid 
that costs more than $35 a month. They liken this move to a 1950s-era rule that required automobile companies to post their car sticker prices during their ads. Wait, they didn't used to do that? I guess not. Huh. Some policy researchers are skeptical that disclosing prices would change consumer behavior or doctor prescribing habits, but it's a bold step towards curbing rampant drug spending. So this is kind of a, a, a move to help consumers understand exactly how much they would be paying for the drugs that are being advertised. Because mm-hmm. that is kind of a glaring thing that those ads are missing, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that they need to literally list out all the side effects yeah. that a drug can have and will have. Right. And I understand why, like, food doesn't do that, because... Food is sold at stores that could essentially choose their own prices, give or take. Mm-hmm. Whereas pharmaceuticals are pretty much stuck. They pretty much have a base rate mm-hmm. because they're sold officially, you right. would say. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it doesn't also, make a lot of sense to not say how much they're going to cost you. Right, but also notice that, that every pharmaceutical ad ends with consult your doctor, yeah. meaning you have to bring it up to your doctor for it to... Right. For them to consider it instead of just, hey, you have this. Let me prescribe you this. Yeah. Yes. Um, the drug industry is actually trying to fight this, saying that, well, if we do that, prices may actually deter people from seeking medical attention. That could be the case, I suppose. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, it's a tricky, it's a tricky problem to solve. For sure. It is. But it is something that at least prescription-wise, should be addressed. I almost wonder whether is is spending really the issue here? Because I thought the issue, the real issue, was overtaking these drugs. It kind of is, <laughs> yeah. too. Well, people get like addicted to pills right. and stuff. Speaking of, I'm kind of glad that you included this, because something I learned today is, speaking of being addicted to drugs... They announced what uh, what the the cause of death for Roseanne on the upcoming The Connors is going to be. Oh. Yes. Roseanne, the character, will die of an opioid addiction. I thought we told her this. No. This oh, is, well, we knew she was dying and we killed off. We knew she off. was going to be killed off, but now we know how. Okay. Apparently, it was already in uh, the show before, before the cancellation, uh, that she was addicted to some sort of painkiller. Okay. So now that's basically how they are going to do it. They're going to come in with her already a past due to Ambien. some sort of opioid okay. uh, overdose. So yeah, tapping in, hot button issues. I think vaccine the premiere was this week or it, I think next it is, week? is this week. Which it is, is this why, week, yes. Which is why this came out, I think. But yeah, interesting stuff. Let's move on, though, because that is it of, of, of television news. We have no more television news. All right. We have some thoughts, though. We do have some thoughts. You finished up watching uh, The Rock in Ballers. Yes, finished up uh, The Rock in Ballers, and that is a weird show. I don't know yeah. if we talked about this or not, but... I think you brought it up the first episode. I brought episode. up the first episode because yeah. they were... That thing's going places. It's weirdly going places here. Especially with this season, because it felt like a tale of two seasons, where the first four... Because there's only like eight episodes, ten episodes a season, so like yeah. the first half of it was about establishing a 
alternative sports TV network. High energy, high octane. How yeah. do you deal with corporate broadcasters and getting on TV? Whereas the second half dealt majorly with the NCAA. Huh, okay. And not only about how they do broadcasting rights, but about student athletes and not being paid. Yeah. And basically taking on the NCAA. More hot button them. issues. Very hot button issues. But it doesn't solve anything because, like, one, it can't be solved. But then if it can't be solved, why bring it up? And why bring it up if you don't want to make a message? And why, make, why try and say a message yeah. if you're not going to... Commit. Commit yeah. fully to it. Which is a problem I have a lot of a lot, too. It, that's, yeah. I mean, I never really cared for that show. I know you did. It's Sports Entourage. It is Sports Entourage. <laughs> but, that's why I like it. <laughs> it's Sports Entourage. Sports Entourage. But it's interesting that they're actually using it kind of potentially as a place to talk about issues in sports. Yes. But it doesn't sound like they're doing a good job of that. No. I think... <laughs> At the very end, it's not made clear, but it seems like they kind of make a deal with one another to basically sell this out of court and not make it bring into the public eye. Oh, okay. But it's never like explicitly said that's what happens because there's no like, okay, now we can move forward with this. It's we'll make a backdoor deal, fade to black, roll credits. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see what that happens. Next season. Next season. Meantime, anything else you watched on television this week? Um, besides all my normal stuff, because TV is back, South Park has come back, and they're running the hashtag cancel South Park. Yeah. Um, probably <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> they're doing it as satire, but I don't know. I feel like that's dumb. It is. Like, it's just dumb. Well, the them. first episode's open with the topic of school shootings uh-huh. and they're continuing that through each episode starting like opening with the school with a school shooting going on as sort of like say it's commentary that this still happens yeah. but it just happens so often that we're just desaturized to it that it's normalized but it shouldn't be normalized and that's literally what the first episode's on and then they keep that running through the next, like, two or three episodes that they've gone on since. But it's still, like, it's there, but they're not going to talk about it because that's what America's doing. Uh-huh. And then they end every episode with the, with the black screen hashtag cancel South Park. Which, I'm not sure what they're trying to do there. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I wonder what the, 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 the payoff or the point there is because it seems, yeah, it just... I, the first time I saw an ad for that thing, I was like, oh, come on. Come on. Well, because they basically <laughs> run their own show. They can cancel it if they want to. But that's the thing. Is like, it's just like, it's such a it's such a weak joke. It's like, not even a joke. It's like... Simpsons already did it? No, no, <laughs> no. It's not even... No, it's just like, they're... they're. I just feel like they're running out of the jokes. Well, it's because it's no longer a joke. We're going to make jokes show. It's... We're going to do social commentary. That's and like it's been that way for the past five, six seasons. Then give them seasons. a freaking talk show. It's like, I don't know. I just don't know why. I don't know why South Park still exists. Because Coney Central still makes lots of money off them. Yeah, I guess so. They still throw lots of money at them. I guess so. Did you throw Here's the business. your money at anything? At any other shows this week? Um, I threw my time at Manifest. 
because they ran uh, because they ran the ad Discover the mystery behind the plane missing. There was a stowaway. And no, it just ended up being a, the B plot to whatever it was. So I was like, all right, that's the last time I fall for your tricks. You're definitely the lost of this generation. Because <laughs> yeah. you're going to. Because at least season one of What Lost was popular. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> Manifest may or may not be popular. Yeah, I don't think so. Alright, let's stop talking about that. Let's move into cancellation and renewals. Alright, so what am I no longer watching? You are watching um, a lot more CW shows because CW has renewed all their shows from last summer. Oh, so the cheap summer program. Yeah, Burton Truth, The Outpost, Master Delusion, Penn and Teller Fool Us, and Whose Line Is It Anyway? Three of those four, three of those five shows are taped in front of a live studio audience. They sure are, and they're all coming back, so look forward to more next summer. Also coming back is Mr. In-Between on FX. It will get a second season. Mr. Between my father. <laughs> Kidding <laughs> on Showtime will get a second season. That's the Jim Carrey kids show. Is show. that what the, Okay. Yeah, that's what that thing is. All right. Uh, the Resident will get a full season order over at Fox. Uh, that, that's uh, that's second year, by the way. Yeah. That was last year's hot show for Fox. Yeah, so it's coming so, back. So season two gets a full order. Uh, New Amsterdam. Also getting a full order, full first season uh, full on in, on its uh, home channel of NBC. Ugh. Like I'm, it or not, I'm, it's coming, staying, here to stay. Not liking it. Uh, FBI on CBS will also get a full season order. Okay, cool. What else is get full season? So will single parents on ABC. Wait, that Terry Killam thing? Yes, that awful, <laughs> awful pilot. Apparently, somebody liked it enough at ABC to order the rest of that season. So there you go. Cool. Then, uh, uh, then um, if you like Ozark on Netflix, it's getting a third season. Oh, okay, gorgeous from Jason Bateman. However, if you're a fan of Nathan for You on Comedy Central, well, it will be canceled after its fourth season. Yes, but not by Comedy Central. Nathan of Nathan for yeah, you is done. is done. He's just canceling it's himself. Like, eh, it's over. Uh, Elite on Netflix, which just premiered, will be already being re- uh, uh, getting a second season. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Christy was telling me that that's like oh, that's what the backwards E. Yeah, like the high her, school. Someone had told her that that was like a combination between your like high school dramas and like I forget what she said, but yeah, it was like. Sounded like something she would be interested in, but I think she tried watching it and didn't grab it. So, mm. Elite. But yeah, some people like it. It's out. It's uh, getting the second season. Then um, we also have Nathan for You on Comedy Central. Also. Uh, no, we, we did that. Just did that. I read them in uh, the opposite order for some reason. Okay. Huh. Yes, we're talking about that. Uh, speaking of animals, we talked about earlier. Yeah, Bojack. Being no, an animal. animals on HBO. Oh, the show animals. Yeah, HBO animals. Yes, uh, it has been canceled um, after three seasons. I think it lasted three seasons. I think it lasted three seasons. Huh? Go figure. That's it for animals. Also canceled. Netflix finally did it after the upcoming seventh season. Seventh season. Orange is the New Black is done. Is she finally getting out of prison? I don't know. Maybe. Has she been in prison for like the past three? Seasons? I don't even know. <laughs> what was that show about? I stopped before? watching after season. Two. 
two. I watched season one and two and then watched like two episodes of season three and I was like, all right. I'm that done. was like a Netflix original show. flagship. It was the flagship. Well, no, House of Cards was the flagship. And House of Cards. But but yeah, those two were the flagships. But yeah, I dropped off for original long concept. ago. I didn't realize that was four years ago. Uh, four? Yes, seven minus three equals four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, cause I thought you said it only for four years ago. No, seven no. years ago. It was seven years wow. ago. Wow, 2010, 11? Yeah. There you go. Oof. All right. That's it for cancellations and renewals. Now we have deaths. We just have one this week. Okay. Dennis Hoff, age 88, owner slash star of HBO late night series Cat House. I've actually seen an episode of Cat House. That's it's, not Bunny Ranch, right? That's no, different. That's different. Yeah. But that's not Texas Cab Confessions, right? No, it's also different. That's not Skidamax, Max, right? Yeah, uh, you're getting closer. Okay. <laughs> uh, I believe it was about a script book. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that. All right, that does it for television. We can move into music now. Okay, music news. Uh, but first, we always start with Billboard. Billboard. And yeah. tell me. Uh, is Lady Gaga ruling the thing? Uh, we'll get there, but first we have the singles chart. Okay. Your Hot 100 uh, this week ruled again by Girls Like You with Maroon 5 starting uh, featuring Cardi B. So apparently Maroon 5 released the second part of that um, that song. Apparently there's more to it? Yeah, I guess so. There's a part one and a part two. They just released part two of that on YouTube. So maybe part two will be number one next week. But for now, part one. Still your number one movie. Or, no, sorry. Your number one, one song. song. Single. Number two, Lucid Dreams by Juice World, which I finally heard for the first time yesterday. It's weird. It's a weird-ass song. Is it a Lucid Dream? It, it, it or Lucid Song? Lucid Dreams. <laughs> uh, number three, Better Now by Post Malone. Number four, Drip Too Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot laugh at saying that. <laughs> and if you thought the name was funny, it is performed by Lil Baby... <laughs> Lil Baby and Gunna. Gunna. G-U-N-N-A? Yes, Gunna. Gunna what? Gunna what? I don't know. <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. Which is funnier? Gunna or Lil Baby? Or Trip Trip? Trip too hard. Trip too hard? Trip too hard. What are people listening to? If I... Okay. If I may... Um, this sounds like a rap song. Yes, if I may warrant my guess here about what Drip Too Hard refers to. From my understanding is, I think that that is slang for wearing a lot of jewelry. Because you're dripping. You're dripping with, like, jewelry. And Not so the drip, drip I was thinking. So dripping too hard means that you're, you're, you're going too hard with the jewelry. You got wet. You got so many... You wear all your chains even if even in your, when you're in the house to paraphrase Drake. Well, see, my rap slang drip too hard refers to when you get a girl okay. too wet. All right. She just drips too hard. No, I don't think that's I don't think that that's what this is referring to. I could be way off. I could be way off, too. But that's my reading of drip too hard. This could also just uh, be a slow jam R&B song, for all yeah. we know. However. But with, with, with the names like Lil, 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 Lil Baby. Lil Baby sounds like he's a SoundCloud With a rap name. He sounds like a Lil Pump style SoundCloud rapper. Yes. Yes. Fall, follow the Lils. Speaking of... After the Lil Tree. Well, and rounding out your top five this week, though, is something that is probably the, para, well, the, the direct opposite of a SoundCloud rap song. 
Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper from the Star is Born soundtrack is your number five song, debuting in the top five this week. Ah, so is this our Moana of the Year we're going to track? Yes, because speaking of soundtrack albums, moving on to your Billboard 200, which is your album chart, it is topped by, indeed, the Star is Born soundtrack. A Star is Born. This is credited to this entire soundtrack, even though it involves other people. Is credited to Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Yes, this makes Lady Gaga's fifth number one as a female artist. Yes, um, I think. Well, second as a so, as a non solo artist. Yes, right? because I think that she topped the charts with the with the Barry Tony Manila, Bennett or Tony Bennett. Bennett. Tony Bennett. Yeah, yeah. Tony Bennett uh, uh, thing. Yes, uh, her fifth uh, topping all pop. I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Uh, I saw. But yeah, uh, Lady Gaga with new records and number one album of the week. Yep, and number two, Trench by Twenty One Pilots, almost narrowly misses that number one spot. Oh, it comes good. In at solid number two. Good. The Carter Five moves down to number three this week. We mean the Carter Bs. Number four, the album Drip Harder. <laughs> yes, Drip Harder by Lil Baby and Gunna is your number four. <laughs> the album is Drip Harder. So, so just to recap, the song is called Drip Too Hard from the album Drip Harder. <laughs> Maybe I am wrong. I don't know. Maybe you are right. And number five, rounding out the top five, Desperate Man by Eric Church. Yeah. Which is something we'll talk about a little later. Yep. But that does it. Yes, we did. Actually, yes, we talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. So, yes, coming in hot. Number five this week. Yeah, which makes it number one on the country charts. Yes, probably. All right. Let's move out of... Uh, Unless they count Chalos as a country. No. That's uh, sad. That's, that's, that's soundtrack. That's pop. Uh, yeah. Moving out of the billboard, we move into new releases for this week. All right. What am I listening to this week? I don't know what you're listening to, but here's what's really released. Okay. First up, Ace Freely with Spaceman. Disturbed. With Evolution. Yes, that Disturbed. L. King with Shake. Yes. The Spirit. Yes, that L. King. King. Rob Schneider's daughter. Rob Schneider's daughter. Pharaoh with Pure O. Greta Van Fleet with Anthem of the Peaceful Army. That was hard for me to say. Try that again. Anthem of the Peaceful Army. How to Dress Well with the Anta Room. (laughs) Lil Yachty with Nothing to Prove. I'm sure he has nothing to prove. Nothing nothing Nothing. to prove. Paper Cuts with Parallel Universe Blues, Peter Bjorn and John with Darker Days, Soulfly with Ritual, and Yoko Ono with Warzone. Wait, Yoko Ono? Yoko Ono. That Yoko Ono. Uh, is she going to bring up more Beatles? Still making music. What? <laughs> is she going to bring up more Beatles? There's no Beatles break. Uh, well, you're right. Uh, Wonder Rush already broke up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving out of new releases into music news. Our top story in music this week is the biggest deal. It's, the Music it's Modernization huge. Act passed. Yes. What is that? That sounds like a lot of gibberish. The Music Modernization Act was the legislation that updates music copyright law by combining the Allocation for Music Producers Act, which provides royalties for music producers, the Classics Act, which provides royalties for songs created before 1972 from digital streaming services, and a watered-down Fair Play, Fair Pay Act, which does not include the provision that broadcast radio should pay for songs. 
Mike Love from the Beach Boys, Kid Rock, John Rich of Big and Rich, and Ooh. Sam Moore of Sam and Dave all came to the White House for the signing of the bill. So there you go. Ooh, so what does this exactly mean? That's a good question. Uh, it seems like it's a combination of all those things, like little bits and pieces that they think will modernize the music industry. This was, in our actually, we covered some of this because we talked about how XM Satellite Radio was not a fan mm-hmm. and was vocally opposed, even though most of the people involved in the music industry were all for it. Good. It seems like it's a win, uh, generally speaking, for the music industry. It, I mean, any time where artists are guaranteed more royalties for their work is good, mm-hmm. especially the one for music on streaming services before 1972. That is key. Yes. I didn't realize that that was a thing that was missing. <laughs> so, yeah. This just means that more people in the business make more money, uh, which is good for... Hopefully, we'll see that uh, going to artists and not just to the labels. Not right. Yeah, that's the worry. Is you don't want this, something like this to have all the money go to people who are already rich. Hopefully, this makes uh, the people who actually make the music rich as well. Hmm. That's the hope. I wonder if that's why X Seven bought Pandora because this thing was going to go through. Uh, I don't know, maybe, but I think that probably would happen regardless. Maybe. Because it seems like the one thing that they would have wanted, or had a problem with, didn't get to be part of the thing. They seemed like probably they were related to that radio bit about um, not being able to, uh, or having to pay for songs. I'm wondering if that was what XM had, uh, like, objected towards. Okay. That might be what. But let's move on. That's nice for what. Yeah, something. But yeah, let's move on. Our next story. Is a heartbreaker. Eh, not really. A dream maker. What? I love Tigger. Don't you mess around with him. No. We're talking uh, about Michael Bublé. Oh. <laughs> uh, I guess he probably has broken some hearts along the way. Well, he's also sung to some hearts along the way. This is true. Michael Bublé, of course, known as the crooner of the this sooner? generation. Crooner? Crooner or crooner? Swooner? Oh, okay. I mean, people probably swoon over him. But he's known for crooning. Uh, he's known for doing a kind of music that kind of isn't uh, super popular these days. Your Frank Sinatra style, uh, uh, yeah, uh, traditional sing- songs and singers' standards kind of uh, mm-hmm. music that people don't really do. Uh, he kind of made a career out of it as being the dude who you wheel out for that kind of thing. Well, no longer, as he has announced plans to retire from the music industry <gasps> after admitting he has no longer has the desire for fame following really? his son's battle with cancer. We reported on that last he year? Did, yes. He put his career on hold after finding out that his five-year-old was diagnosed with liver cancer two years ago. Buble began making music again about a year ago with his new album, Love, due to be released next month. He says, quote, I've made the perfect record and now I can leave at the very top. Uh, that record comes out on November 16th. So this is the ultimate yes, bubble blast. Last, last bubble. Last bubble. Pop in the last bubble. Um, so if you like Buble's work, check it out on the 16th because that will be probably his last, unless he chooses to have like a late, a late career renaissance at some point where love just happens to be like. The album to resurge him Maybe. into the popular context. Well, I was saying much later. I would say like when he's like much older. I, I, oh, you mean like when his kids go to college? Yeah, just just like the rest of his heroes did. 
Who so knows? fifteen years from now, will be a blue blade resurgence. I guess the blue the blue blade is back. The blue blade back. Blue blade returns. All right. Somebody else. So the blue blade burst. Yes, the blue blade burst. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's our joke. We could have done that. Well, um, Who's another joke. No, I said that that could have been the joke we went with. Oh, uh, um, this is a joke I'm going with. <laughs> uh, also, in in um, uh, men of music news here, Lindsey Buckingham, of course, formerly of Fleetwood Mac, has sued Fleetwood Mac for firing him. Wait, but isn't he in Fleetwood Mac? Not anymore. According to documents, Buckingham says he was informed by his manager that Fleetwood Mac, quote, would proceed with its upcoming and already organized 2018 to 2019 concert tour without him, and that not a single member of the band spoke to him directly about that decision. I think we talked about this when they announced the tour. Yes. Buckingham is suing his bandmates for breach of fiduciary duty, breach of oral contract, breach of implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing, and more. The band strongly disputes the allegations um, and looks forward to their day in court. Ooh, boy, that's going to be a fun court. Complete with Mag versus Fleet with Mag. Yeah, I just want to see Lizzie Buckingham getting a yelling match with Stevie Nicks. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Stevie Nicks will just use her witch powers to like put a hex on him or something. <laughs> that's that's going to be a fun day. Yeah. You know what else great. is fun? Saying this following dude's name. What is the following dude's name? Charlemagne the God. Oh, wait. Being the rooster Charlemagne? No. Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne. We're going to talk about Charlemagne the God. Why are we talking about Charlemagne the God? Charlemagne the God is, of course, the co-host of The Breakfast Club radio show. Wait, is the, that The Breakfast Not The Club? Breakfast Club, the movie. The Breakfast Club, the radio show. Okay. A popular hip-hop syndicated radio show. Um, they, he has announced that the New York Times, that, uh, that apparently a New York Times Times talk he was to participate in with Kanye West oh. on Wednesday is so, no longer happening. So that's why it's this story. He wrote on social media that uh, he figured that having that conversation with Kanye West right now would not be productive because it was supposed to be a conversation about signs of mental health. Wait, isn't he currently going through some of that right now? Like a breakdown? Like yeah, that's kind of the thing. Is that that was what the talk was supposed to be about? But Charlemagne God's worry is that days after his unhinged display uh, with President Trump at the White House, oh, yeah, uh, talk about time travel wouldn't be all that a stuff. good time. Saying that West was being mis- misused by Trump and thought the men were actually using each other for their each other's. You know, agenda. Narcissistic agenda. Yeah, of course, Wes went public with bipolar disorder diagnosis in June, but now he's claiming that he was misdiagnosed. So who the hell knows what's going on with him, really? Wait, is he saying that himself was misdiagnosed? I guess. I Did don't know. he diagnose himself and saying no? Let's just say that Kanye West has said all sorts of weird things. Well, yes, but we normally don't pay attention unless he's dropping an album. So yeah, uh, this is a weird story, but uh, probably good on Charlemagne's part here for to not give him more airtime than he needs right now. Because we've heard a lot more of Kanye than we need to lately. That's true. Alright, let's move on. Okay. That's it for music did news. Did you listen to anything? We did. No, I didn't. Did you? I had to think about it. That was last week. No. 
I don't believe we listened to anything of note. I don't believe so. We listened to uh, the Star Wars soundtrack. There was a single that we listened to, too. Yes. It was fine. It's okay. It's a CS single. It's yeah. very poppy. It's got a hook. It's fine. Uh, but other than uh, No, listen to the Star Thorn soundtrack. Yeah. And then maybe you want to listen to the Great Shona soundtrack, or maybe you want to listen to the Moana soundtrack. Well, you should just listen to Moana and save yourself some time. And I should just jump straight to it. <laughs> yeah. So that's it then for music. We move into video games now. Yeah, we're running right through this thing. And the top of the video games is always new releases, and this is a big week. All right. Big named video games. We have some good stuff coming out. First up, Dark Souls Remastered is finally out on Switch after months of talk. Dark Souls Trilogy is also going to be released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, so if you want to catch up on the Dark Souls you've missed, that would be Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Dark... Wait, no. Yeah, it's Dark, it's Dark Souls. Souls 2. So not Demon Souls, sorry. Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. Would be included in this. Also out this week, the, my pick of the week, Soul Calibur 6. Oh, uh, yes. Your pick. Uh, for, you have Switch here, but it's not on Switch. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, is that on Switch? Not on Switch. Oh. Uh, Lego DC Super Villains for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. That's on the Switch, yeah. NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Starlink Battle for Atlas, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. That is the Toys to Life Ubisoft thing with, on the Switch version, has a, uh, Star Fox tie-in. Okay. So that's the one where you buy toy ships, you outfit, prepare them, and then you play the game with your toy ship. Uh, I heard today that apparently if you put the, the guns on your ship backwards, they will be backwards at the beginning. Hmm. Stuff like that. So, very toys to life. Okay. Uh, then, Warriors Orochi 4 is also out this week. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch for that as well. So, let's move into video game news. We start our story with uh, a story about Sony and uh, a warning to those of you who... Uh, Probably don't check your messages. I don't check any of my messages. Good call, because... Uh, uh, one, I don't have friends to message. Oh, that's sad. PS4 <laughs> users are claiming that they're receiving messages that are preventing them from using their consoles at all. Users yeah. are reporting that they're receiving uh, messages through that messaging application that are hard-locking their PS4s completely. Uh, basically, the stories follow a similar pattern. They receive the message, their controllers and sound outputs fail, and resetting the console results in continual error loops. PlayStation UK support has acknowledged that the problem is a crash loop, and it can be fixed if users delete the message on the PlayStation mobile app instead, then go into safe mode and use option 5 to get their console back to normal. Thankfully, I don't believe we've encountered this. I have not looked at any messages. Nope, I don't look at many of my messages either. I mean, like I said, because I don't no longer I either no longer game or anyone I do game with. Also, like my PS3 era. Yeah. Also, my understanding is that as of this week, Sony has fixed the issue. Yeah, Sony has fixed so, the issue. No longer. You can't check your messages. Uh, but yeah, for a while there, it would basically deadlock your console. Yeah. All right. Brick next it. up. Brick it. Our next story is a follow-up from last week's story where we talked about Obsidian Entertainment being possibly bought out by Microsoft. Well, well some, that's still a rumor. That's still a rumor, but some people were talking about Obsidian and their, uh, their legacy of games in the past, including fan favorite 
Fallout New Vegas. Right, the, the question, one game that wasn't by Bethesda. Right, so the question being, would they ever make another game in the Fallout universe? I believe they were at one point, right? Well, probably not. Oh. They had previously expressed enthusiasm in continuing adventures in the Fallout world, but it seems like any future installment probably won't be happening. The company responded on Twitter that it is very doubtful that they would return to the world of Fallout. This lines up with Todd Howard at Bethesda, um, saying that all development in-house at Bethesda will, uh, uh, for Fallout will probably stay at Bethesda. Uh, the rumors of Microsoft acquisition of the company also kind of adds credence to this. Right. Uh, this uh, So this all comes as Fallout 76, Bethesda's Fallout game, next Fallout game in the series, releases on November 14th. And uh, But if you didn't get a chance to play Vegas, well, guess what? Currently part of a humble bundle sale, so get your hands on some cheap-ass Fallout New Vegas while you can. Is that like a 10-year-old game at this point? Also, I believe it is in the Xbox Game Pass. So uh, maybe. if you still want to play Fallout New Vegas, there's that. Also. If you haven't played it already. Yeah. It's or if you want to play it again. So that, there, it's there if you want it. Yep. That was the game that came after Fallout 3? Yeah. And then took forever for Fallout 4 to come out? Right. Our next story isn't about video games, but it is about games. This is a fun story. Normally yeah. I focus on fun stories in here. Talk about Othello. You mean um, Reversi. No, Othello. Reversi. It's, uh, it takes, uh, what is it? It's, uh, it's a Shakespeare play. <laughs> yes, Othello. Which was exactly what popped up when I typed in Othello yeah, into I bet. Google. Othello. And I want to use that image, too. <laughs> it's, uh, I forget the thing that's on the box of every Othello game. It's, it's not that easy to learn. Easy to learn, hard, hard to, master. to master, or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's Othello. Well, some people are really, really good at Othello. They've mastered it. Wait, wait but... Yeah, you I mean, know. Like, but even an 11-year-old can master it. A what now? Yeah, an 11-year-old. According no. to the 2018 World Othello Champion... No. 11-year-old Keisuke Fukuchi beat the former 2017 World Champion and five times champion... In the semifinals, and then beat the 2016 world champion in the final match. Oh, so he like basically asserted his dominance at 11. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is uh, part of a trend because last year, 12 year old Akahiro Takahashi finished as the runner up. So well, young people, 13, but yeah, yeah, young people. 11 year old Othello just, League. <laughs> do you know how to play Othello? I do not know how to play Othello. I want to say that's where you put them on each side. I think you're right. And then you take the entire row. It is also the Japanese game Go. No, that's different. That's different? Go is different? Go is different. I thought Go was Othello. No. Go is a version of Othello where you have to make a box, and then you get all the the Uh stuff in the box. Whereas Othello slash Reversi is um, you you need to cap your enemy, and then you get all the ones in the middle. I just always assumed they were the same thing. Um, well, they're both played with black and white pieces. Yeah. So that's probably why. But no, they're two different games. And we talked about uh, the AlphaGo, like, last right, yes, year. we did. About the AI version, which is also on Netflix, if you want to watch that. Documentary. Um, they just called yeah. AlphaGo Alpha, on Netflix. Yeah, AlphaGo. All right. Next up, and back to actual video games. The big video game last week, of course, was Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Okay. It's already so, set in records. I was say, this is the big game, so what records did it set? Well, it set the PlayStation record for one-day digital full game sales. 
So on the PlayStation Store, no game is sold more day one than Black Ops 4. Not even Spider-Man or God of War? Spider-Man. I believe Spider-Man has set that record up until this happened. Right. I think God of War set that up until this happened. Digital sales for the first day of release broke the franchise record for Call of Duty set in 2017 with World War II, the last Call of Duty game. Oh, so they just keep breaking records then. Yeah. Breaking their own record at this point. The title also quickly became the best sell, the best selling place or Activision Xbox One digital game on day one globally as well. So just breaking all those records. The first Call of Duty release ever on Blizzard Battle.net, which was the PC version of Black Ops Four, also delivered a franchise high, in which launch day PC sales more than doubled from last year. That's pretty good. So it seems like everyone was all up on this thing then. Yeah. This What's... is notable that they're doing that because previously Call of Duty games were sold on Steam. Mm-hmm. This is the first year where they're eschewing Steam, Steam completely, just like Destiny 2 did, and only releasing the PC version on their Activision-specific Blizzard Battle.net. Right. Which makes sense. If you own the thing, use it. Yeah. Exactly. Make people use your thing. Yep. And... Speaking of using that thing, we used it. We used that and thing. And that brings us to our thoughts of yep. that does it for Black Ops 4. Video game news, and it's a perfect segue because we're going to talk about some Black Ops 4. Okay. We played some Black uh, Ops 4. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, did we? Yeah. All um, right. So, first thing to note, uh, which was noted in previous episodes, this thing has no single-player campaign. Yeah. Uh, I think they believe they said at one point there will be a patch for it because there's definitely assets for a single player campaign there just is no single player campaign so what's kind of become of the single player campaign is that there are there is a mode where you can kind of tutorialize and try out the characters in the game the operatives that you play as in the multiplayer modes these are apparently characters who were also involved in black ops 3 I did not play Black Ops 3, so I have, no, I. I have no knowledge of this. But I, apparently, yeah. this is a continuation of some of them, but some of them are not. Some of them are new. So this was a way where they could give a little bit of story context for these characters and allow you to try out their special abilities before you play a multiplayer match. And you know what? It works. Except I have no idea what's going on in that story. Yeah, it's something about Black Ops governments, which, you know... Yeah. Part for the course, good name there. Yeah, makes sense. Um, do, doing some shady stuff because you know Black Ops, good name. Part for the course, uh, killing some people, but they don't want anyone to know about it because you know, part for the course. <laughs> uh, yeah, the story doesn't make sense. Then again, you have to complete every mission in difficulty legendary or whatever veteran Somewhere in order about, to, yeah. to gain all the stars to unlock all the cutscenes. I'm like. Nope, that's when I'm just going to go on to YouTube and watch it. If I ever felt like it. <laughs> if you ever wanted to. I really don't feel like it. <laughs> yeah. So it's there if you want it. But the main draw, of course, are the multiplayer modes. And this game brings in a couple of new ones, as well as the returning classics. You get your team death masters in there. Yep. You get your zombies mode, although that's outfitted with apparently... More stuff than they've ever crammed into it at launch. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but let's get through the stuff people are most going to play, which is the multiplayer. Right. Um, so like you said, you got your classics. You got Deathmatch. You got uh, Capture the Flag. 
you have domination. You have um, the the tag one, drop tag. What's it called? Kill confirmed. Kill confirmed. Which is my favorite mode. I love that mode. I love kill confirmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got all your classics plus an added two new added modes. One is control, where which is basically domination. Yeah. It's a renamed. It's just a renamed domination. domination. But also they added one called Heist, which is Payday. For those of you who like Payday, this is basically Payday multiplayer online for Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, I also heard it compared to kind of a Counter-Strike-ish mode. Yeah. Because there's like a shop up front, kind of like how yep. Counter-Strike would do. Yep. Yeah. Well, same thing with Payday, because I love... Yeah. Uh, when the Payday 2 was free for um, PS Plus, I played a lot of that, because it was fun. Um, so yeah, uh, heist, heist mode, as it's called, is, uh, there's an established base of, you're trying to stop one player from extracting the cash, but everyone starts the round, the first round, with the same weapon, the same, the same loadout. You get a pistol with one mag and $500. If you kill more people, you gain more money. If you die, that's okay, you'll still gain $1,000, but... You won't gain any more than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just the better you do, the more money you get, the more you can up your stats and run over people. And I really enjoyed that mode, surprisingly. Um, that, I mean, out of all those, that's what I played the most of. Yeah. That and playing as Battery. By the way, the names are kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea what's going on there. But um... the, the, the code names. Battery and Crash and How do you feel about the Seraph. feel of the game this year? Because notably, this is a kind of, I don't know if you could call it, we call it a regression. I certainly think it's a regression I from the previous uh, Call of Duty, except for World War II, of course, I'll, because they're moving away from the future stuff. This is back kind of in a Modern Warfare-esque setting, yeah. where it's between the uh, Modern Warfare games era and future era stuff. Right. Well, I want to say it's in a, it feels like a regression because the last game we played... Infinite Warfare. Was Infinite Warfare. Yeah, which was super futuristic. I while think... running, jetpacks. This has neither of those things. Right. This has a slide, and that's pretty much as fancy as you get. Yeah. Which uh, There's also a grappling hook. Yes. One of the characters. Yes. One of the characters has a grappling hook. But it's like, it's special. Yeah. One of its special alts, um, yeah, that that you can only use roughly depending on how how well you play, maybe two or three times in the game. Yeah. So I don't really count that because if I could just zoom around the map like that constantly, <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. But then again, that's kind of what the jetpack was for Advanced Warfare, and that didn't work out too well. <laughs> no, it didn't. Because you couldn't really control you just it. Shot as out much. of the sky all the time. Yeah. But uh, the classes feel well balanced. It definitely takes from Overwatch, in which the each the the players that are given to you have specific alts, like special abilities. Uh, once you power them up, to enhance your gameplay. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't characterize them as like support class, chain class, assault, ram, um, like. Like Overwatch does, but it's definitely a variety to where you have enough to play with. Yeah. If you don't just suck with one, there's plenty of other ones to, to jump around with. And there's creative class as well, once you unlock it. Yes. Where you can kind of mix and match these parts. Yeah. 
I mean, but that's part that's creating a class. Right. It's it's part of the course. Yeah, it's Call of Duty. That we shouldn't have to tell you this. If you know, if you've played a Call of Duty game, and if you've lapsed, especially if it's been a lot long while, it's been a while. It seems like this is not a bad one to get into. Yeah. It seems like they did a pretty good job with the feel of it. But then, yeah, it seems like the the zombies mode though is a lot. The zombie mode is a lot, but it's also kind of what attracted me to kind of wanting to buy this thing too. Yeah. Because um, the zombie mode plays a lot like a story mode. Um, there's three different stories. Uh, one is gladiatorial, one is on um, the backwoods, and one is on the Titanic, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of the, the zombie mode, or not zombie mode. Uh, I played a lot of the gladiatorial and the Titanic. I was glad I played the glad, the glad, the glad, well, I was glad I played, played the, the, arena, gladiatorial. the gladiatorial arena one <laughs> with people who not only had mics, but I played this before I knew what they were doing, so they were telling me what to do. Otherwise, I would have been lost trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I mean, I wish I knew how to upgrade my weapons sooner. People would tell me, like, oh, do this, do this. Or there'd be some type of, like, outline tutorial objective mode where it says, it'll run out a list of, you need to do this, you need to do this, and you need to do this. Instead of run around, find stuff, and figure it out. Like, yeah. there's a tutorial mode for each one that, that runs down, this is what you should be doing. But if you're like most people are, are going to skip tutorials because... <laughs> It's a Call of Duty zombie game. You know what to do. You just shoot the zombies. Right. You would think. You would think. But no, apparently there's like a lot of weird, intricate stuff in that mode. Yes, and the more um, levels you go through the game, and then the more waves you go through, the harder the zombies get, so yeah. you need to upgrade your stuff. Sounds like it. Yeah. So it's definitely fun. Um, it's a fun experience. It, it, it definitely takes in part of the... Single player campaign, but if you're playing with like people you know or people who know what they're doing, in case you don't, it's a real fun game. It's a real yeah. field mode, fun mode to play with if you don't want to do traditional Call of Duty stuff. Okay. I had, I had fun, and I think that's the important part. This right. game is fun. Yes, and it's what you come to Call of Duty for. So, if yeah, I think it I mean, does its job as Call of Duty game more than the disappointment that was World War Two last year. Yeah. Because we played World War Two and... Did not like it. Did, yeah, it was on, like, from release. It had a lot of bugs. Oh, that's one thing I noticed. They got rid of um, loot boxes and drops. Yeah. And there's no, like, homeworld hub that... Uh, no. All the had... stuff that they tried with World War Two is gone. Yes. Which makes sense because it's a different developer, but still. This is very much a Treyarch game. Which, yeah, brings up, I did want to briefly bring up uh, the, 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 the menus being kind of lousy. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it's not really super clear where everything is, and it's not great design-wise, and it kind of just tosses you in without really explaining anything. That's kind of not great. But, eh, what's in there is okay. Yeah, I mean, what's in there is fun, if you what you navigate through and figure out where everything is. But overall, it's you. You play for the modes, right? I mean, one thing I like is that the the, the classes they give you initially before you do create a class, 
they're easy enough to learn and fun enough to play to where at one point I was like, I don't need to create a class. <laughs> yeah. I don't need so to upgrade like my stuff. Because these have all the loadouts I want. Yeah. And I don't have to wait 50 levels <laughs> to get the thing I want right. when there this gun right here is exactly what I'm comfortable using. So yeah, it's Call of Duty. You already know whether you want this or not, so yep. we don't need to sell you on it. Yeah, uh, this is probably one, like, the Call of Duty to own. One, because it's the one that came out this year. But, <laughs> but two, yeah. it's not Advanced Warfare, and it's not a World War II game. And, and yeah, it's also been a not-so-great generation for Call of Duty games. It's been pretty much this one and Advanced Warfare that I would recommend. Even Infinite Warfare. Yeah, but even when you bought Advanced sure Warfare, we mainly played just Modern Warfare Remastered because that's the key of part of it. No, that was Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Advanced Warfare, what I'm talking about, was the one that was out at launch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for PS4. Right. Advanced <laughs> and then... Right. Yeah. Yes, I forgot about With that. Kevin, digital Kevin With digital Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Which, that has not aged well. <laughs> Yeah. No, you're right. That game's got to be weird. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. That, that one for this generation. That was Advanced Warfare. That was the first in this generation. So yeah, if you haven't played a Call of Duty game since then... Advanced Warfare? Then yeah. This is a good one, one to get back into then. Alright, well, we talked that one to death. Yeah. So, Would you probably say that? Call of Duty. Go get it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know what? It's a weird year. Yeah. There's some weird stuff going on here in video games. So that'll wrap it up then. That's it for video games. That's it for the Media Boat Podcast. Yeah, that'll wrap us up here. So yeah. let's plug away. So if you liked what you heard, we're back on next Wednesday night. We may not be live, so I'm going to put an asterisk here. Uh, but if we are, do record, we'll be up on podcast form. But next time we are live, you can find us live on YouTube. Just search YouTube.com for Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our channel. Um, you can also find us in audio form on any podcatcher of your choice. Just type in Media Boat Podcast and you should find us, including Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment if you want. That helps us greatly. If you want to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter at, at MediaBoatCast. We're on Facebook, just search MediaBoatCast. We're on Twitch.tv when we stream video games, so it's been a little bit, it's been a minute since we were streaming some Spider Man for you. Well, um, I, I, I streamed some Call of Duty. Okay. So, yeah. Twitch.tv slash media. We go live for Call of Duty. That's right. I forgot. Uh, yeah, played some, some, play some, some um, All sorts of different games. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon if you want to help us out with financial stuff. Patreon.com slash media boats where you can donate as little as a dollar a month. Even that small amount helps us make this content better and helps you grant access to new stuff that we haven't even thought about yet. You can also find us on MediaBoatPodcast.com. That is our archive of all our written work. You can see thoughts from movies earlier in the year, from last year. Music, thoughts as well. Our end-of-the-year wrap-up lists from last year. Oh, we all gotta this do that. Yeah, we got to do that come December. Yeah. So don't forget. I love me some lists. List season. That's my favorite. Uh, so we have 50 this year. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll Good. do it then. In the meantime, we'll be gone for the week. It's going to be a busy week next week, so we'll see what we got for you next week. But for now, that's it for the Media Boat Podcast. See you guys next time. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week with even more stuff, more reviews, more more reviews, more thoughts. Yes. Exactly. And more news on media stuff. And, and more media and more. Boat.
Who knows what else we'll talk about? More s'mores. More sports. More s'mores than you can watch. Sports news. Sports news. All right. Thank you all for watching.